Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Gary Sparks. Gary is in his 23rd season as head coach at Vincennes University. Gary has been involved in bowling for his entire lifetime and back in 1978 was also a graduate of Vincennes University. Gary, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's great to be here. Well, Gary, I'd like to have you take a minute to talk about your program. And since you took over in 1992, you guys have had some great success. Why don't you talk about some of those successes? Uh, we have had. We've been pretty fortunate here uh, through the years. Uh, as you said, I took over in 92. Um, you know, the program had had some success you know, prior to that. So it wasn't like just all of a sudden magically that, you know, we started doing some things. But uh, we weren't able to continue that a little bit and expand on that a little bit. We've, we've got a total now of 18 NJCAA national team championships you know, for the school's history. I've got 11 of those myself. Um, quite a few multiple, you know, individual titles and some things like that. So uh, that's always one of the things that, uh, from a goal perspective, that's always one of the things that we shoot for each year is, is you know, making that one of our top priorities. Uh, we've also had quite a bit of success in some of the regular tournaments, uh, qu- uh, quite a few titles in v- various uh, events through the years, and uh, one of the things that I kind of keep track of and see. And, and for the most part, I think we've only got uh, maybe one or two events that we've been to over the years that at some point we haven't won. Uh, and that's, that's kind of one of the things that I think is neat that we look at and, and kind of keep track of those types of things. Hey, now, Vincennes is a, a, a two-year school and you know, competing against a lot of other uh, four-year schools and, and schools that have such a larger, you know, larger pool to kind of draw from for athletes. What's it like to kind of compete against those, those the big boys? It is. It's definitely a unique aspect, and that's one of the things that probably took me a few years to kind of get used to a little bit. Uh, with the two-year part, we obviously have a lot of turnover uh, where I'm dealing with, you know, first- and second-year players, so they're constantly changing. And, uh, you know, wasn't really able to kind of establish, you know, that, that kind of a long-term plan like they're able to do at the four-year schools. So it was a unique situation for that and, and uh, was a learning experience for me and how to kind of set that up and work through that. But it's also been kind of the fun and challenging part of that, too, because uh, it's neat, you know, from a two-year's perspective to, to bowl against the, the four-year schools and the big guys and, and knock them off sometimes and, and with the success that we've had and, and be able to do those kinds of things. So that's, that's the challenge that I get uh, out of it from the coaching perspective is being able to get these players ready in, in one or two years to where they can compete at that level uh, and, and really maintain that kind of uh, intensity uh, from the time period that the other schools have those extra couple of years for. So talk about your coaching philosophy and how it's maybe changed or uh, adapted to the changing of bowling in 22 years. Uh, probably two different perspectives there. I think the overall philosophy probably hasn't changed a lot. Um, I'm a coach that, that really you know, wants to take a person's game and, and just try and expand on that a little bit. I'm not one that, that really wants to kind of really change you know, a player's game, I mean, they may tell you different when they get in here and we start working on some things like that, but from a uh, kind of a basis of their core game, I'm not somebody that's going to take somebody that, that throws the ball straight and try and make them into a, you know, big, uh, big cranker-type player in like that or high-rev player or vice versa, that type of thing. But what I really try and do from, from my philosophy is, is try and give them some more versatility and some flexibility. So, you know, kind of one of my internal goals, I guess, so to speak, uh, with the players that when they leave here, that they've got more tools to work with than, you know, than they had when they came here. Uh, so that whether they're going on to another school or whether they're going to go out and, and, and try some regionals in the tour or whatever they want to do with it, they've got you know, more things in their arsenal that they can kind of use when they get out there. 
Now, from that, what we've, you know, the, the game has changed so much in, in the time period that I've been here that we definitely look at how we play the lanes differently and, and the issues from those areas. Uh, you know, the matching up aspect with the, with the equipment is just such a big part of, of the game today. So those things have definitely changed quite a bit over the years. And, I, and I've tried to make sure that's something that as a coach that I've tried to make sure that I've tried to keep up with you know, the wind industry has changed a little bit and not kind of get stuck back in 1990 and, you know, in and, and those time periods, um, which we have enough of that in the industry already the way that is. But um, so trying to keep up with that part of it. So that's kind of the two areas, I guess, I would look at that, where the, um, the fundamental philosophy of how I approach the players and things like that probably hasn't changed a lot, but definitely how we attack, you know, the lanes and, and, and playing the lanes and different shots and those types of things has changed quite a bit over the years. Now, you have a, a program there at your school on bowling industry management. Do, do all of your players enroll in that program, or how popular is that among the bowlers? We do have the program, and it's, uh, it's kind of back and forth a little bit. Not all of them are, are on the team that are in the program or, or vice versa. It's not a requirement. They don't have to be in the program to be on the team. But uh, it's kind of a, uh, a common thing that I would say of the majority of, of the, the guys that are on the team are in the program just because of the correlation. You know, obviously they're – involved in bowling, they're bowlers, and they like to be in bowling and things like that. So the aspect of, of the potential of being a career into the industry uh, is intriguing and, and, and something that attracts a lot of them here. So that's, that's definitely part of it. But we've got quite a few that are in business and in other areas, too. We've actually got one in, in nursing this year, um, uh, several that are in the technical area. We've got a couple in our broadcasting program, uh, law enforcement program. So there's quite a bit of variety, too, along with that, besides with the bowling industry management program as well. So you talk about not wanting to change a bowler who comes into your program, but do you see a bowler needing to work on a, a, a part of their game? Is, that, is there a common thread, I guess what I could say, is because we've talked to some folks in before, and it seems like a lot of the college players want to hook the ball, and they all do hook the ball. So do you see that it's, it's one of the things you have to work on more than maybe getting them to more revs is getting them to actually play the lane straighter? Because there's, there are times when going out on tour or bowling regionals and such where you don't want a lot of hook. You want to play straight down the lane. Yes, absolutely, and I, I totally agree with that, and that is something that we work on. And, and but from a coaching perspective, I don't, I don't consider that changing their game as much as, again, adding that versatility aspect of it. So when we look at the rev rate, so for example, I had a, um, a young man here last year, the last couple of years, he graduated last year, uh, one-handed, wasn't a two-hander, but he was one-handed, left-handed, and he's, he's got a rev rate, he was down at the ITRC a couple of times, and, and uh, they checked him, his rev rate was uh, low 500s, uh, you know, which is, is pretty big. And uh, so it wasn't a situation where we necessarily tried to take that away, but we tried to put it into play where he could use that when he needed to use it and then learn to kind of back off a little bit. So that's kind of what you're talking about from that area is because is he needed, especially being on the left side in college, where he was so used to being able to play, you know, deeper and, and really use his power, wasn't necessarily that we weren't trying to use his power, but we had to kind of get it under control and harness it a little bit so they could play more of the the down and in outside shot that the lefties play at most of our events. So that's kind of what we do with that aspect of it. And yes, it is a uh, big factor for most of the players, not just here that you know they want to see the ball hook and and kind of learning that aspect that you know, necessarily uh, they don't have to hook it all the time. Especially fresh, we see it a lot when our fresher shots where uh, a lot of the players will make the mistake of trying to cover too many boards, you know, initially uh, before the lanes do begin to transition and break down a little bit. So we spend a lot of time working on that. That's an advantage we have, I think, here because we have the facility. We have an 18-lane bowling center here on our campus. So I have the ability to put out any kind of shot that I want to put out, and I'll put out some shots like that where, you know, they have to play a little bit straighter 
uh, you know, if they're going to try and score at all. And opens their eyes up a little bit, so it gives me a little bit of an advantage along those lines. Hey, you had mentioned there, you know, the rev rate's over 500, and, you know, a lot of times that's really, you know, it's hard to achieve without going either uh, – uh, going like a, a two-handed game, for example, taking that thumb out and using the two hands. What what are your thoughts on that? Have you had any players that that have come to you that are two-handed bowlers that that yes, you've actually been we've coaching? had yeah yeah we've had several already. I've actually got another one on the team this year. Uh, he's my third one. Um, so we've we've had some experience with that and the same kind of thing. Uh, you know what we're working with him a little bit again is being able to maximize the game. The 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 problem he has, like a lot of the other players, is playing a little straighter to start with and and being able to control that a little bit. So that's what we're working with, the same type of thing. And, again, not necessarily uh, taking the power away, but just kind of harnessing it a little bit and getting it under control a little bit to where they can, you know, match that up with the, the lane. And, you know, what they see so much, and I think what a lot of the players see, um, is it's, it's such a violent reaction off the break point coming in, and that's, that's where, you know, it's, it's kind of that hard principle where a lot of them maybe haven't been introduced to that in youth and, and some of the things where they've gotten into high school where some of the players, maybe they have a little bit more of a background in that with their coaches and some not so much just depending on where they came from. But um, that's another thing that we try and spend a lot of time with our players, again, because they are our first- and second-year players, is introducing them some of those concepts and, and, and learning that you know, hook isn't necessarily just about how many boards you're covering, but kind of watching that back-end reaction and being able to control that angle coming into the pocket. So those are the things that we spend a lot of time with. Again, joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Gary Sparks. Gary's in his 23rd year at Vincennes University. So, Gary, what is one thing, we have a lot of younger high school bowlers listening to these podcasts. What's one piece of advice you would give to them as far as looking for a collegiate program? I think like we talk about, uh, I actually do a couple of, of clinics uh, with, with TurboTech up at theirs. I'll do a, a college presentation for that for them with the parents and the athletes, and I've done it a couple of times uh, for a couple of other places, too. And the main thing that I, I really try and get across there is is match up the academics with the athletics. Uh, they definitely want to be looking at a school first and primarily for, you know, what they want to go to school for. Uh, the, the nice thing now is that we have enough schools out there uh, with the way college bowling has grown that there's a lot of opportunities where, you know, maybe 10 years ago uh, there wasn't as many schools that had some of the other programs uh, that maybe a particular player might be looking for, and it maybe kind of limited the matching with the with the bowling part of it. So that's helped a little bit, but that's definitely the area that I would say look at that first, and then start you know kind of matching up with the with the uh, the bowling program. Uh, you know, look at the coaching history, look at their uh, facilities, what they've got. Do they have a facility like we have here? Uh, do they have to use a commercial facility to go bowl? What kind of practice routines do they have? Those types of things are, are really what uh, you know I talk with the players about when they're looking at that end of it. Hey, tell us, Gary, what, what would you, if, if we were to ask you what your favorite or you know, your most proud moment was as a coach there in your, your 22 years there, what, what would that be? Yeah, when I, you know, uh, when, uh, I was looking at uh, some of that aspects, that was one of the things that really kind of intrigued me. And, and uh, looking through the time period, obviously in, in 22 years there's, there's a lot of that. Uh, but I really kind of picked out two things that I thought uh, would probably be at the top of the list uh, when it came down to it, and then they both really kind of go back to the team part. We were bowling. Uh, one of them happened in 2002, and we actually had a pretty strong team that year, had some, some pretty decent, talented players on it. Uh, and going into the year, uh, we had some pretty good expectations. So we go to our, our first tournament. We always start with the Midwest Collegiate Classic up in Milwaukee. Uh, it's, it's kind of one of the opening events of the year. It is the first Tier 1 tournament that we have. 
So we were, you know, going in there with some pretty good expectations. We go in Saturday, the first day, and basically just pretty much fall flat on our face and just bowling horrible and, and not really doing well. And, and I think some of the, the pressure, you know, from uh, the expectations and things kind of got to him a little bit. So that evening we, we kind of talked about it and, you know, I chewed on it a little bit and, and kind of got into a little bit more of a, a strategy aspect and, and what we, you know, our game plan going in a little bit. And they came out the next day. The next day we had three more team games before we went to the Bakers. And they came out and they shoot almost 3,600 for these three team games. And basically I'm just sitting back and watching. I'm not even really, you know, from, from about the third frame of that first game of that, that second day, I basically didn't say, you know, probably five words to them because it was just a matter of watching them execute and watching them throw the shots. So they really put what we had talked about and, you know, all that aspect into play, and, and they saw the results. So it was just amazing for me to kind of sit back as a coach and really watch that. Uh, the other one was a, was a similar type situation. Just a few years ago, uh, we were at the Cincinnati Bearcat, and we were actually into our bracket uh, finals uh, from a situation where uh, they did the qualifying and the top eight teams then went into a bracket bowling each other for the championship. And we were in the semifinal bowling uh, one of the teams, and as you will know, and, and sure a lot of bowlers know, that you get in some situations where the two lanes necessarily aren't always the same. And we got onto a pair where the left and the right lanes were dramatically different. Uh, so now we're in this match play, and it's best out of five. And so the, the, the other team's the higher seed, so they get the choice, and naturally they're going to pick the good lane. So it went back and forth. They won the first game, we moved to the good lane, we won the second game, then they won the third game, we won the fourth game. So the fifth and deciding game, we're going back to the bad lane. So I get with the team, and I tell them, I said, guys, I said, we've got to do something. I said, we're not going to. I mean, we've got no chance you know, where we're playing, where we're trying to play this lane. So we, at the time, we were probably playing you know, 20, maybe inside 20, somewhere in that area there. So I got them and I took together, and I said, I think, I think we can play something right up the ditch. I said, I think the way the shot's playing and, and from what I've seen from – uh, some of the other players, and just the way the pattern was, I said, uh, if we move out, I, th- I said, I think we can, we can do this. But I told him, I said, you've got to, to commit to playing just, I mean, right on the ditch. We're talking about, like, playing right up two or three, where we've been playing, you know, 20, 22. And I, the other thing I told him, I said, you, know, you can't worry about, you know, whether it's going to get to the pocket or making a shot or, or striking. I said, you've got to commit to the shot. And they went out there, all five of them did it. Uh, we ended up winning the game uh, where I think the highest game on that lane prior to that game uh, from either uh, of the two teams it was like a 165. We ended up shooting like 220, and we beat the team and, and actually we ended up winning the tournament when the next match we won that too. And uh, that was just just amazing for me to to have them commit to that and, and do it when, I mean, it was such a just a huge change from what we've been playing and to trust me enough uh, to let them, you know, actually get lined up out there and, and actually make it work. So, Gary, talk to the person who's helping out the youth league that they're working in right now, the youth coordinators and the youth coaches. What can they do to help get bowlers that are in high school and looking to bowl collegiately, what can they do to get them ready for when they get to your program? I think one of the biggest things that, that I talk with high school programs about, we actually do a high school camp here that I run uh, in Indiana, and I've talked with our you know high school officials quite a bit about that, and it's getting them some more experience on the sport patterns. Uh, a lot of the high school programs you know in the states are still using you know some more open shots or just regular house shots and things like that. And then it's just it's making the transition then to college so much greater because basically now for the most part, it's not one hundred percent, but for the most part, pretty much everything we're bowling on is sport patterns, and you know that's just a huge huge change. Uh, for the guys when they come up, and for the girls too, for 
you know, we've only got a men's program here, but for the, for the schools that have both. So that's one of the biggest things that I, that I really talk about from that point is, is trying to convince them to, you know, into their regular uh, season matches and things like that and, you know, starting to, to get some more practice on those types of conditions. Probably the other thing that I'll talk with a lot of coaches about is trying to get their, their coaching technique a little bit more into the, uh, the time period that we're in. I still see a lot of coaches out there that are kind of coaching from 1980, uh, you know, and our games change so much and how we approach the game and those types of things. And so that's something that uh, sometimes I have to spend some time with a lot of the players and, and maybe uh, changing some of the habits that they've developed. And it wasn't necessarily a bad habit, but it's just not necessarily how we play the game these days. So kind of have to look at that also. Yeah, that's some great advice, Gary. You definitely have to stay current with all of your yes. you know, coaching techniques and philosophies, and it's, you know, it's really easy to get uh, a few years behind, and before you know it, the game has changed. And you know, what would you do with a two-handed bowler, for example, if you, if you hadn't been staying current? You know, exactly, exactly. And great, even, I mean, even with that, just there. the regular, with the, well, the equipment and things like that, the way it's changed, if you're still trying to do some of the things you know, like we did 20 years ago, it just doesn't really work with today's equipment. So uh, it's very important for them to kind of you know, stay up on that as much as they can. Absolutely right. Hey, I've got just one last question for you, Gary, here. Tell us a, a little bit about uh, the season so far and what your goals are for the rest of the season. Now, I saw the Leatherneck Classic. You guys finished fourth, and we're just shy of a couple of powerhouse teams like Robert Morris. Um, how, how's uh, the season been going so far for you, and what are you looking forward towards for the uh, remainder of the season? It's actually been, uh, been improving quite a bit. Um, uh, again, one of the things that, that kind of I have to, to work with every year with our, with our two-year aspect is it takes a little bit for the guys to kind of get used to the, the collegiate environment and the, the atmosphere and the, and the competition and the lanes and, and the whole aspect. So I've got a little bit more of a learning curve there than, than maybe what some of the other teams would have. So, um, you know, we kind of, I hate to say we kind of throw away, because that's not really what happens, but we, we really, I, and I try and impress upon, you know, the, the athletes this, that we really have to use those opening events as some learning experience and, and get something out of them, regardless of how we do. It's not like we're going in there, you know, not worrying about where we finish or anything like that, but we've really got to learn and pay attention to what's going on and do those kinds of things. And then I've actually, you know, really started to see some, some good improvement here the last couple of events. As you mentioned, the Leatherneck, uh, we finished fourth at the tournament right after that. We were at Linden Woods Tournament. Uh, actually ended up finishing second in the bracket there uh, to McHenry in the final for that part of it. So we've had a couple of good finishes here. I'm um, definitely starting to see some good things happen here at school with our practices, uh, a little bit more consistency with the things that we're working on. So hopefully we can keep expanding on that. Um, kind of our goals for the year, I mentioned earlier that one of our annual goals is, is the NJCAA championship. So we're definitely looking to get that back again this year. We were a little bit short last year. Uh, excuse me, last year. So we, we, we definitely want to turn that around and get back to that. Uh, our second major one then is to um, – to be in the top four at the sectional to get back to the ITC. Um, so those are two things that uh, become a pretty big priority. Uh, probably from a, from a regular season aspect, one of the things that we talked about was make an improvement on all of our finishes from last year. Um, so uh, what we look at is where we finished last year in that same tournament and then trying to improve on that, uh, especially with our players as they're moving from that first year to the second year so they can kind of see – uh, visually, you know, and physically, some improvements from one year to the next. And so far, we've been able to do that. Every tournament we've been at, we have improved in our finish. Um, so that's uh, that's been going pretty well. So hopefully, we've got two tier ones coming up here right after the holidays, uh, and then actually a third one right after we come back uh, with the new event uh, up at Addison, Illinois. So we've got a, a 
few events coming up that are really going to you know kind of see where we're at because we're going to have some good competition there with uh, the tier one events and, and a lot of big teams there and and see if we can still keep making some progress from there. Well, Gary Sparks, I want to thank you for joining us. A very informative and lots of great information and lots of great advice for bowlers and coaches, which is always a good thing. And do us a favor. You got both myself and Coach K's email. Shoot us an email. Keep us informed on how things are going as we'd love to catch up with you later in the season. Sounds great, and I appreciate you having me on. 